I have no idea what to do for an intro. Do you just want to start? Yeah, this one's a little heavy, so <laughs> I don't really. It doesn't feel right to make any kind of a, a weird, dumb, but also very good jokes that we normally do. I mean, beginning. it might make it might make it fun and lighthearted. Um, um, um. So this is British. Do you do you want to start from there? That makes things a lot better. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we can get started. Welcome everyone to the Comicsology Club, a show where we get together, we drink together, but more importantly, we read together. The we I'm talking about is me, Snoop Lynch, and my co-host Higgins Turn. Hey, that's me. He's right there every month, all the time. New cats rub it against my foot. We're back together sooner than ever because we had a we got a busy month ahead of us. So so busy. I'm You're gonna, gonna be, be away I'm, for a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I'm gonna bit. be gone for like a week, so we had to go a little earlier. Yeah, luckily though, you know what's really important in your life and that's being back in time for next month's episode when we do that so oh, yeah. thank you um and thank you for making the time this week to record the episode that they're listening to now um we're going to talk about a book we're going to talk about a drink which of those would you like to talk about first higgins i mean i think the people would probably want to drink a drink while we uh oh. while we talk about this because you know there's some hard-hitting topics and maybe they want to i don't know you're thinking Dang. that they need like an alcoholic bevy to really wash down some of the heavy literature we're going to be discussing. Yeah. 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 So uh, I picked a drink called Loneliness. <laughs> uh, Turns I, out you don't just have to feel it. You can drink it too. Yeah. I couldn't find anything. Uh, that was about the best I could do. I tried to like look up to see if like Zoe Thorogood had like a favorite cocktail and couldn't really come across anything and I don't know if she does really that much drinking in this book. Um, she drinks, she's doing some smoking. She, she drinks in the very beginning. Okay. There's like a bottle with like a skull and crossbones on it. I don't know if that's like her actually drinking or if it's like just it's in her a head. Meta, a metaphor. A metaphor, some meta commentary perhaps. Yeah, yeah we'll talk a bit, a bit about that and what that could mean. Um, for right now, though, tell me what's in the drink that you ended up picking. But this drink um, has vodka in it. And it's got about a shot's worth of vodka and then uh, half a shot's worth of uh, lemon juice. Mm. Half a shot's worth of uh, vanilla syrup, which happened to have because people put it in coffee apparently. And one person specifically, yeah. your girlfriend, Bethany, who's on oh, the, yeah. la- the episode yeah, last the la- month. last one. She yep. happened to have it. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Bethany. Thank you. And um, a couple dashes of orange bitters. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else before the real showstopper. I think besides that, it's just uh, just some egg whites. Hey, now you can hear again. Yeah, sorry. New cat disconnected my headphones, that little rascal. But uh, yeah, egg whites. We, we're bringing eggs back, folks. And this time we're using the white part instead of the yolk part like we did last time. <laughs> and let me tell you, folks, it made it kind of fluffy. Yeah, I think that's kind of the main point of it, right? It's just yeah. it adds a different kind of texture, something creamier, if you will. Yeah. He's probably going to have to go, huh? <sighs> yeah, I just, I don't know why he can't sit still. Like, I get it. We all love podcasting. We do, but... He doesn't do anything until we start, hit the record button. Yeah. There's acting right, and then there's acting out, new cat. And you're doing the latter. Oh, bye. And if you heard that thud, it wasn't Higgins tossing his pet onto the floor from like four feet cool. high. And if he did, that's fine because it's a cat. It can land on its feet. Yeah, cats land on their feet. He oh, likes it. All the time. He loves it. Um, I like this drink. It's not my favorite. What I do like that it has um, going for it is, and I guess that's kind of the metaphor behind the, the name of the loneliness drink is... Um, it's got a lot of sour, but then just a little bit of sweet to balance some things out for you. It kind of tastes like a lemon drop or whatever those like lemon mm. lemon heads. Yeah, the the and shot or the little, the little uh oh no the candy the shot or the, yeah, but I'm talking about those candies, those yeah. little lemon head candies or whatever. I, I like kind of think it tastes like that. The sucker thing where you pour the little sour sour just, juice on it. No, it's just like a little yellow like a little yellow ball. Oh yeah yeah okay gotcha. That tastes gotcha. like lemon. And uh, yeah I. Those aren't my favorite. I don't like that kind of candy. I'm more of a of a chocolatey kind of guy. But in drink form, though, this is pretty solid. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it does. It doesn't hit you in the back of the throat too much. Mm-hmm. And I'm always happy to get that egg. I mean, I you can't, know that egg. Can yeah, I can't taste. Um, I can't taste any alcohol. I'm getting the vanilla. 
the vanilla kind of counteracts the uh, lemon through. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of bitterness, though. Like, that is one thing. If you don't like the, the sour kind of fruity drinks, this is not going to be your friend. And if you... Me. Yeah, you, Snoop, Okay. like I do, know anybody that likes a sour drink. It's our good buddy, Michael Lopez. Oh, that's right. Who owns the business that sponsors this podcast. Higgins, I'm so glad because I already <laughs> forgot again. Like, I forgot last episode. I thought you might have, so I was just like, I'm just going to put it near the front. I don't know why. It's not him. Like, it's not the business. It's just... You know, You're just so excited to talk about the book this I, week. I, I really am. But uh, let's uh, let's switch over to, to the business stuff and uh, not get that out of the way. It's not the right words because we love talking about 008 Studios, don't we, Higgins? Just get in, just get in there give the people what they want, and then give the people what they want. Exactly. Sponsors, sponsors, sponsors. Uh, Michael is the sponsor of this show, his business specifically, 008 Studios, which, Higgins, you might be wondering, what does that mean, those numbers and that person that does this business? I actually have never asked him what the numbers meant. I'm I'm too afraid to ask at this point. (laughs) (laughs) You're afraid that'll pull the sponsorship or or punch you in the gut. I thought it might be like a James Bond thing. I feel like I've asked him once before. It's probably related to something in his past that means something personal to him. Let's see. He was in... Oh, God. He's going to kill me if I get this wrong. He's in the Navy. Navy? Okay. <laughs> and I think it might be tied to that somehow. Like, it might be a number that represents him. Because, you know, they don't give you names back then. They just... Or they give you your last name. Or they'll just give you a number, probably. I don't know. I'll ask him. And then next episode, I'll come back to this and, and really explain it. That's right. He was the eighth Navy man. <laughs> That yeah, we had ever. ever. <laughs> uh, but, and he's the best businessman that we have today. Um, the business 008 Studios, uh, regardless of what it stands for or against, they make things. They help you make things specifically. So like, if you're into books, comics, video games even, not music, as Higgins and I love to point out. We yeah. don't want people getting their hopes up. Um, but those other things, he's wanting to help you make them. He, he's just gung-ho for it. And so you contact Michael. You can go to the link that I'm going to leave at the bottom of this episode description and check that out. Get in touch with him. Say, like, I've got an idea for a thing. Michael knows the process. He's made his own thing. The Eternal Crown, Dawning of the Red Sun. And he's got another thing coming up. Uh, a few things. A sequel, a sequel to that book. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's The Trial of the Clergy. Mm-hmm. The, the other thing you're talking about, though, is the, the Icarus Initiative, the, the, yeah. which is the, the big transmedia project we've mentioned in prior episodes. It's going to, I think, start out as a book, um, still written by Michael, still drawn by the same artist who did his first book, um, Ashley Torella, I think is there you go. That sounds like yeah, the, yeah. that sounds right. Um, really good artist, really good pairing. Um, and that's going to be like his big sci-fi project. So he's going to start with a book, and then at some point later down the line, he's going to come out with like a prequel video game series kind of thing. And it's just going to you know grow from there. The thing is coming, folks. Yeah, don't yeah. worry. Yeah, we're getting we're getting that initiative, and I'm excited. I am more, too. More things to get in me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Just like that egg, you're going to get that book writing you when it comes out. And all of those things he's making, and all of the things that you guys could be making, I'm just trying to get them in me, folks. <laughs> So give that guy a call and make those things so we can get it in us. Yeah. Is that, that That's going to be the thing that you do this episode, I guess? <laughs> I guess so. Okay, cool. That's fine. I'm, I'm all right with it. I like it. Uh, so yes, um, check out Michael's projects. If you're not a creator, that's fine. I mean, we barely are. We do this, and that's pretty much it. Um, but you can still read his stuff and buy his stuff, and you should, because as someone who reads like maybe one novel every 10 years, his is the one novel I decided to read. Just think if so, Michael keeps writing novels, you might bump that up to one a year. Higgins. Well, all right, I got to learn to walk before I can <laughs> run. Maybe like one every five years. Yeah. But if that was the case, it wouldn't be a, a bad deal for me to just be reading Michael's stuff. Um, so yeah, check it out and uh, check out any of the episodes he's done with us. I think he's done two. One on his own book, one on a Darth Vader book. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. Higgins, I never forget a podcast we do, except yeah. the prior like 48 that we've done. I'm not going to forget about what we're talking about today, though, and that's this book. It's Lonely at the Center of the Earth. By, by Zuri, Zoe Thorogood. And she took the words right out of my mouth, quite literally. Did uh, you say center right, though? It's spelled sentry. Oh, yeah, it's centra, isn't it? It's yes. Lonely at the Center of the Earth by Zoe Thorogood. <laughs> Thanks, Higgins. Thanks An for autobiographic that. novel. Mm-hmm. Now, Higgins, that's some words that probably mean something. So it's like, you know, like an autobi- autobiography? Autobiography, but graphic novel because there's pictures. All right, now Higgins. And now I'm doing finger guns at Snoop, so he knows that I know that he knows what I'm talking about. 
now I get it. Um, well, not really, but that's mostly just because, as I mentioned, I only read one book every 10 years. And so I get the graphic novel part, not so much the autobiography part. Well, it's a, uh, I guess it's kind of like a memoir autobiography. She's. Because yeah, so I know what an autobiography is. I'm just messing with you. God dang, man. <laughs> um, this is a, an interesting. Uh, I don't even know where to go sometimes. <laughs> this is an interesting way to play with the format of both of those, though. And uh, Zoe Thorogood, very fresh on the scene. They call her the future of comics or whatever. I don't yeah, the future of comics. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know. This book, it's very weird and kind of sad, but like, I want to read all of the two other things that she's made after reading this. Yes. Probably one of the most fun I've had like reading a comic like in a while. It, it's definitely one of the most refreshing experiences that I've had in comics in a very long time. Um, I, I really like this. Um, I'll go more into kind of why. Um, a little bit about her, though, and kind of this book in particular. Um, so this book was done by Image, um, written, created, and drawn by Zoe Thorogood. came out in November of 2022. So. I, I really got a, got a fresh one on, on the board yeah, for yeah. us. Yeah, this was one of your, your random Amazon clicks, right? Yeah. Like, they just kept pushing in on they you kept and pushing, pushing on it. You. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, that looks pretty good. What's that girl doing spinning around in a circle? I <laughs> honestly thought she was in space at some point. Mm-hmm. I, didn't really under, I didn't really know what the picture was. I didn't know what it was about. Could it be a sci-fi? Could it be a... I don't. I didn't know. I mean, honestly, like the cover is probably one of the more toned down illustrations she has. This this book gets real weird real quickly, and I, I quite enjoy it. Um, this, as you said, uh, I've got a synopsis, but you basically just summed it up. It's basically she took six months just kind of recording important moments in her life and turned it into this book. So it's a whether she knew what it was or not. Yeah, it was kind of just, a, I guess, almost like a, an experiment for her and something she just really needed to do. And then she put it out for us to read. Um, very, like, I don't think I could have, <laughs> I don't think I could have shown anyone this. It's amazing. I just want to point that out. Like, this is a fantastic, and just to have it be made by one person. And then you consider how young this girl is. I looked it up. She's turning 25 this year. Wow. And she's done two other comics. Um, Billy something? It's called The Impending Blindness of Billy Scott. Yeah, and then Rain. Uh, Joe Hill's Rain. So she, I think, did the same thing with this on she the... She drew Rain. She didn't, like, make Rain, right? Yes. I don't know if Joe Hill's the person that wrote that or it's just part of the title, but um, she she drew for that. I so Joe Hill's... Um, is that not, like, Stephen King's son's, like, Oh, his pen name like or something? Pseudonym or something like Potentially, that? Potentially, yeah. I think it, I think it might be. I think you might be right. I might yeah. be talking out of my ass. And like my friend told me, I was the other episode when I said that Jane was Mark Wahlberg's brother. <laughs> he's a bald one. Yeah, he's a bald one, but yeah. he's not a bald one. Oh, yeah, he just has the same last name. He's not related to him. Really? Yeah. Maybe it's how he got in, though. Maybe he just pretended to be related to the bald ones because you yeah. try it, right? Just yeah. to get your, your big break. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I might be talking out of my ass, but... You might not be. I might not be. And if you guys would just email in and tell me I am, then maybe I'd learn something. <laughs> if you could just do him that kindness, please. But only Zach does, so... <laughs> maybe. I haven't checked the email in a while. I'll I'd... check before we end and yeah. <laughs> see. Um, and then if it turns out we have nothing, I'll, I'll record that so people know to do better and send us more things. Um, just kidding. Listen and interact however little you want to and listen to us talk more about Zoe and her fantastic storytelling. Um, yeah, I, I I find this girl, her story and just how she approaches things, her creative kind of projects she chooses and how she chooses to do it, very, very fascinating. I'm going to link this in this episode description in case anyone's interested, but I found a interview um, with her on a YouTube channel called Comics Experience. That's comics with an X, Higgins. Oh, kind of like us. Yeah, super extreme and cool, just like <laughs> us, yep. Um, so I, I don't remember the guy who's interviewing her. It's his channel, but basically he just asked her, you know, kind of like, how'd you get into comics? That was kind of the first question. I haven't watched all of it, but I did watch that that little blurb. And just to kind of hear her talk about how she got into this this medium and what it does for her, it, it's, it's a very different approach from what we're probably used to um, getting from other writers. Uh, basically, she... Grew up wanting to tell stories. That's always kind of been her thing. She's like, I want to be a storyteller. She started with writing, and then she discovered, like, "Eh, just writing isn't really my thing. She ended up going into theater for many years, and that was, like, a very big thing, very informative for her life um, early on. And then it just kind of kept bouncing around from one creative endeavor to another. And 
she actually says what she really is passionate about is video games. She loves video games, but as you could probably tell, Higgins, after reading the story, um, she has a lot kind of going in her head, dealing with mental illness, uh, depression, yeah. anxiety, like just crazy dark thoughts from time to time. And the biggest thing for her, and one thing I definitely relate to, is insecurity around people, people you don't know, people you do know even. And so video games involves working with a lot of different people. Yeah, you t- talk to a lot of people and mm-hmm. It's like one person in a big sea of people making stuff. And one thing she said about that that kind of stood out to me is her main goal is to just tell stories. Well, she has a story that she wants to tell. She's also very passionate about that and a bit headstrong about it as well. Like she doesn't really want to budge on what the story is or how she's telling it. And so you can't really do that in a lot of those those different backgrounds that she has. You have so, to be willing to make a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And especially like with a book like this, she got full reign, so yeah, and and that's why she got into comics. She said she said it's something. It's a it's a medium that I can I can draw and I can write, and more importantly, I can do this on my own. And I think she uses the word selfishly do this on my own. Yeah, um, she doesn't have to like you said. She gets free reign. She doesn't have to. I mean, obviously, if she's working with a publisher, they probably have some notes, and she probably at least takes it into account. But it's mostly her driving this from beginning to end, and. That's how she ended up in comics, and she goes on to say she doesn't know how many comics she actually has in her. I get that, and I also I respect it because if you don't want to, if if you don't have the stories or if you don't have the passion for those stories, then I don't really probably want to read most of your comics. Um, I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, even if she doesn't have that many stories, just like the art alone that she's putting in this, she could be part of comics yeah. for a long time. Oh, absolutely. She's extremely talented. Her her art in particular is crazy. In that same interview, she talked about growing up. Her teachers told her that she was the worst artist in the class. Oh, that's like that comes up in the book. Even like you see her like drawing in front of like her teachers, and they're like telling her that you're not you're not going to be able to do this. Yeah, and stuff like that. And then I'm like looking at like all of the stuff that she's drawing. Like even her like drawing herself drawing stuff, and you're like what. Where where are these people? Where are these people coming from? Or did she just like throw herself into it and make it to where she could? And, and that seems to put be, it in there. Yeah, yeah. And that seems to be exactly kind of what she did. One thing she did say about that is the teachers, in a way, at the time at least, were, were right. Like she says herself, she was the worst one in the class. But one thing that did do, one good thing that did for her is it made her push herself. It she she put in the time and the effort, and now she's she's a fantastic artist like the the writing in this is very very good and i think a lot of that just has to do with the fact that it's her story so she's putting a lot of herself into it and it's just coming out so organically and higgins if you don't mind me using the word relatable yeah no, no, no. <laughs> um it's a it's a lot of stream of consciousness stuff mm. which like honestly a little refreshing because like you'll be going story 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 and then you get a fun little Fun little page that doesn't really have anything to do with the story. Where you're like, she was probably just sitting in a room and decided she wanted to draw like a zombie video game panel. Yeah. And what's nice about that, though, is it, like you were saying, it doesn't necessarily tie back to the story, but it makes the story work. It keeps the energy upbeat. It keeps it just, it moves at a clip, this story. And what I do like about that is this is a very depressing story in a lot of ways it's heavy stuff you're talking suicide you're talking just self-doubt like question of self-worth like and it's it's all so raw and vulnerable and so to have those little moments of what i do like about her her sense of humor is it is very self-deprecating and in the same way it can add this this levity to this book because it's almost like as i was reading it she would say something or the narrative would go somewhere and my mind would instantly question like, oh man, this is kind of messed up or this is, you know, getting a little ridiculous. And she, it's almost like she answers your question as you're coming up with it in your head because you turn the page and then it addresses a lot of that stuff. And it does it in a, in a way that you, you kind of can't help but laugh. Like it's still sad and it's still very real, but she's adding that little bit of humor back into it, um, which, which is nice. And she does the, she does that a lot with like, there's like four or five like different versions of herself that are like constantly like talking to each other. All drawn in different page. art All, styles. Yeah. yeah. 
there's like a younger version, a newer version, and like a plain, just like white figure version. And like, those are some of the like best scenes where she's kind of just like working through her thoughts by herself. And like, on top of this, like, I think like a lot of what she wrote in this was kind of in the pan panorama times. So she's kind of probably alone in her thoughts a lot, of, a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah. You see a lot of kind of just familiar scenes um, from not that long ago of just like turn on the news. This many people died from the pandy and it, it just, I didn't <laughs> normally that I, I'm very just kind of irritated by anything re referencing itself, but it, it needs to happen in this because I mean, it, helps it was get, in, it was in that six months where she was writing this book, which yeah. is about herself. And, and also what it does is it, it lets you know, like, Oh, this is the, this is part of the reason why she was in the mindset that she was in during those six months. Like Everybody. She's alone by herself in an apartment with no one to talk to when she already has like some like, you know, the bad thoughts in her head. Yeah. And I what's crazy about this is this girl is she lives in the UK. She's just about to turn 25. Like I couldn't have I couldn't have any less in common with this girl on like a surface level. But what she was able to do with this story is show me parts of myself in a different person and in a person, again, I, I didn't think I had anything in common with. And for me to have a lot of this stuff, like the chronic anxiety and depression in common with this girl that I've never met and probably will never meet, like that's such a, that's such a kind of a raw part of myself. And yet it's something we, we share a lot in common. Like it's not, our stories aren't exactly the same. It's not what I'm trying to say, but it's just, it's crazy that she says things and things happen in her life that are just I don't know it just it hit with me in a way where I when, when you go through this stuff when you have these thoughts it, it's it, it's honestly like, like a rash where it, it flares up out of nowhere and then yeah. you try to you know you, you try to give care and attention to it and eventually things calm down and you start to feel a little better eventually you can kind of get to a point where you're like this was a distant memory like I, I'm, I feel so much better now and the next thing you know, it takes a, a word, a person, just seeing one thing, and then it, it just comes back up. And it's exhausting to go through that over and over again. And to see someone else tell a story like that, and just it was really, in a lot of ways, it was refreshing. And you know, there is there is that kind of joke where she's at a comic convention and people are coming up to her because she's starting to get her stories out there. People yeah. are starting to hear her name, and they're like, "Oh, like thanks, like." This was so relatable. This was so re you're very re relatable. It's kind of played as a joke. And the thing is, they're saying it's relatable. What they really should be saying, and what they're probably intending to say, is thank you. Yeah, just like thank you for letting me see myself in a book. Thank you for letting me see that even you, a relatively new and up and coming, like famous comic book writer, mm -hmm. is also going through the same thing that I'm going through. Yeah, it's so easy to look at someone else on a surface level, you know, their Instagram, their whatever, and see like, oh, you're like, you're amazing. Like, you have no doubts. You have no fears. Like, you're great. But then for that same person to put out a book like this, to just show this side of themselves that not a lot of people want to talk about that these kinds of issues that they have. A lot of people suffer through this, a lot of similar stuff. That's the thing about this too, is there's so many layers to this and in so many different ways to kind of take it like I, I've never had suicidal thoughts. I've just, I've never gone to that place. And so I don't necessarily get as much of those scenes, like get as much out of those scenes, I guess, as yeah. someone who did, but I love that they're there. And I imagine that in a lot of ways they help a lot of people to see that. And it's not even so much that it's, Oh, they're having the same issue. This is how they fixed it. That's not a lot of times what people going through these kinds of things are looking for a lot of times they just don't want to feel that loneliness. They don't want to feel like they're the only ones who struggle with these kinds of thoughts. And, and that is enough to help them in some ways. Not even like, yeah, like you're saying, like not being, not trying to see a fix to the situation in a book, but just to see that maybe I'm not as lonely in this as I may think I am. One thing that she talks about in particular that, again, it just it really made an impact on me was one thing that people can struggle with is 
and this is more so in like introverted people, they do like people. They, they do. They like being around people. However, it, it can be tough to be around people, even people you've known for years. And that's nothing that that person necessarily has done to hurt you or, or whatever. It's just, it's more of a, you start to question, why would this person want to be around me? Because when you, have so, when you have so many different problems with yourself, you don't understand why you, you don't understand why anyone would want to be around you, but also you, it gets to a point where you want to isolate yourself to, quote-unquote, save that person from being around someone like you. And yeah, and that comes up a lot with her friend that I can't think of the name of Izzy. right now. Yeah, Izzy the Pigeon. Yeah. That is just like, honestly, the polar opposite of uh, Zoe. Yes. She is just like... She's very just bubbly. Just like bounces and, off the yeah. wall, like always ready to do something, always ready to... They get high a lot. Uh, they hang out. She's like... She basically forced them to be friends, Izzy did. Yes. They just like ran into her, started talking to her, never let her, never let her like... You just keep find talking a, until find a, they find get a back. breath. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like a lot of the time that's like the some of those friendships ends up working. It's like you find somebody that's willing to... They're the type of person that could talk to a brick wall almost. And it's like they're okay letting you be yourself. Mm-hmm. Like obviously a person like Zoe who is introverted and dealing with that stuff. She's like, I might need to hold myself up and not deal with that every now and again. Mm-hmm. But Izzy's always there to come right back in when she is ready for it. Mm-hmm. She's not the type of friend that like like disappears because she needed a second to like just be at home. Yeah, yeah. And, and what's nice about their dynamic too is there's some real love there, but there's also some real problems that come up and you get to see that as well. So there's a point where comic convention that we were talking about. Yeah. And Izzy is supposed to be with her. You know, she asked her like, Hey, will you come with with me to this? Because this is just a huge thing for me. And I'm already like, I hate everything about this. Yeah, I don't, I'm already scared. I don't, I don't want to be here by myself. I won't, I want to do this, but I don't think I can do this by myself. Yeah, which if you think about it, a person like Zoe, even asking someone else of this, like asking someone to take time out of their day to like support me and do a thing that I want to do, a lot of times for people, that's a big thing too because when you already have this feeling of like, gosh, like I've tricked my friends into thinking I'm great enough to be around, you don't want to do, you want to do as little as possible to upset them or push them away because you don't like in a way it's like you don't want them to realize the real you that you're you're afraid of everyone seeing and so for her to ask that is already a huge thing and unfortunately um they you know they they have a bit of a fun night too fun and izzy is hung over and she decides she can't make it to the comic convention and like that's heartbreaking to see because to have a person like zoe ask something of this and then the person not be able to show up. Yeah, it, it, it's just it's it's big. And but what I do like is they don't end it there because Izzy, being the friend that she is, is still a good friend and comes back around. You know, she couldn't make it exactly when they were planning. She to. couldn't make it the day of like the setup, but mm-hmm. she woke up at. She like, came who, as soon as she could. Who yeah. knows how early she woke up? Because like she got there at like six in the morning. Yeah, and like I think it was like a twenty minute bus ride or something like that. But she like got there at like six o'clock in the morning and made sure her friend was comfortable. Yeah. When like the actual people came up and sure, like Zoe, I guess would have liked for her to be there when the setup happens, especially like when you're first, like getting to something like that, where it's like your first time doing something like that. You want someone there with you to, to like basically be the intro to the convention, I guess. Yeah. You want that little bit of, of something familiar so you could handle all of this different that you're experiencing. Yeah. And it's a good different for her because this is, this is going to lead to something. You know, It's like people are going to see her. They're going to talk to her. They're going to want her to do more work. Like That's the idea. That's what you're going for is to get that. And there's the thing is there isn't a guarantee, but that's what you're hoping for. But again, when you have and, – and it really just applies to anybody, I imagine, going through this for the first time. But especially a person like Zoe, like she needs that anchor. She needs that lifeline. And I'm glad that she's able to get it. And I also like that – I don't even think we really see Izzy's character after that, but that was the point is to show like 
there's a good friendship here, and they it's both do something good for each other. Basically, her only friend that lets like she lets in to like see like most of her life. Yeah, is what we at least what we see in here. Exactly, because like this this side of her is her life. Like this is this is Zoe Thorogood, and we, we've talked about the the art a little bit. Like the art is stellar. I I love what she's able to do with panel layout and use of color and like it's all here and it's all just so different but what I love about it too is that it's not taken too far she has a mastery of certain aspects of both her writing and her art and they're on full display here and they're paired so well and it, it's frenetic it's it's exhausting it's it adds tension when it's supposed to like there's this creepy figure that represents her depression yeah her depression that thing's it's it reminds me of da 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 da, da, da. no the, no no the the other spirit oh, of the, the uh, spirited away spirit guy away, yeah, uh, yeah i can't remember what that the, the guys with the mask yeah, yeah the guy with the the like the black shadow figure with the mask and it's basically what it looks like if josh is just listening, with like a yeah a scarier face though yeah if josh is listening he'd probably be yelling it right now because i know yeah. he knows i'll ask him about it um, but it's that kind of thing with like almost like a meme face on top of it. <laughs> it is, yeah. You can definitely tell a lot of influences from other things come into this, but she just makes it her own, and it's it's amazing. Um, one thing she said in that interview that really inspired her is um, video games, and and this idea of playing with the f- the format that she's in came from that. Um, she says she loves indie games for that reason. You know, they kind of they're pared down on, on budget and and. Not necessarily story, but just a lot of the stuff you see in AAA games, like a lot of the the fluff and, and everything. Yeah, you you can't do that for money reasons, so you have to be creative. And uh, one game she she um, talked about in particular that gave her the idea for the art in this was a Doki Doki Literature Club. Do you know I've, what that is? I I've heard people talk about it more than a couple times, but I know it's like a what's it called a dating sim yeah <laughs> yeah so, basically so basically it's a it is a dating sim but what they're doing in it is it turns into this real dark like kind of horrific storyline yeah of because if you think about the idea of dating sims and just like the stories in general it's just one character just schmoozing all of the ladies or the guys until he picks the one that he wants this kind of goes into yeah but what about the other characters and like what does that do to their psyche and what they also do in that game is just the the gameplay is is kind of next level. Like I think if you're on on PC, if you play it, there's bits where it hacks into your your file system and like changes things, and you have to exit out of the game and like move certain files around. Like it's okay. that in depth. Yeah. Um. So she she loved the idea of doing something like that, but in comics, and you see that in this. I mean, even talking about how oh, she I'm has looking at it right now. Yeah, she has five different versions of herself that kind of represent different pieces of her, and they all have a different art style. Um, one of them is very uh manga anime influenced. You know, the big eyes, the yeah. the little kind of short chibi kind of build. Like, and then there's one that's just a. It almost looks like, uh, what is that book suit? The Diary of a Wimpy Kid? Yeah. Like, it kind of has that vibe going for me a little bit. And that's the one that's just very sarcastic and kind of mean to her. Just telling her everything that she hates about herself. And that's kind of the face she puts on herself most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, like like you were talking about with like the the game or whatever where it like just jumps... Like the story just jumps off the rails. Like she's chasing that dog at one point, and then like a little like a Satan like literally like grabs it. Yes, and she's like kind of doing like a type your own adventure like script thing with it, and it's like Zoe does this or blah blah blah. Yeah, instead of like showing it in the art, she just switches to like a quick little panel kind of two. Type. This is yeah. what happens. Yeah, in a script format, and she'll also throw in real pictures of herself in there a couple. Oh, of points. right at the very end, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, even just the structure of the story is very kind of experimental. Like, um, I think it's about halfway through. She has a line about how she's like, "Wait a minute, what I love about writing is that." I call the shots and then it's the story just, like just starts thing. over. Oh yeah. Like the, you just get the entire like cover again. Yeah. And, and, and I was like, Oh, that's, that's kind of cool. And, and what, what is cool about that is it keeps things fresh because this isn't a slow story to read. It's very, because of the, the kind of frenetic nature of it, you breeze through it, but it is a lot of, of pages. Uh, but having something like even that in there, just, it kind of resets the palette. You know, it's like, Oh, we're like, 
this is kind of a new new book now. And, and it's not really, you know that, but it almost plays that trick on your mind. And it also gives someone like me who doesn't work in comics but really loves you know, what people can do with it, it, it shows you kind of every aspect of how it's done. You know, she's, instead of, like you were saying, instead of just drawing um, what's happening, she's kind of doing it in this fun kind of typography way, or she's just straight up showing you script pages. Like, it's it's fascinating to come at as someone who, again, loves comics, but doesn't work in them. But seeing that little bit, just, it, it adds something to this, I think. Yeah, I think one of my favorite parts was, uh, like, it's just literally like a text conversation just coming from her, mm-hmm. where she's, like, texting us, basically, and telling us a story about this one time where she hated she hated going out of her room during college, mm-hmm. and, like, she was like, I'm never leaving my room, I don't want to see my roommates, and then all of a sudden, she was, like, real happy about something, she was, she was like, <laughs> like, I'm gonna make myself a, a cheeky little uh, sweet potato. Yeah, that's what it was, And yeah. so she comes out, and all three of her roommates are in the kitchen, and she was like, well, I'm not gonna do that anymore, and so she just walks out the door with a sweet potato in hand, and she's like, well, now I'm just outside in my pajamas without shoes and a sweet potato. <laughs> Uncooked. And I don't have my keys now, because I didn't plan to leave the house. Yeah. And so she was like, the only thing I can think to do now is get rid of the sweet potato. Because if I come back inside they're with gonna that, be like, they're going to be like, Why, why'd you do that? Yeah, like it, it's an insane thing to do. But also, like, I won't say it wouldn't be something that also crossed my mind if put in a similar situation. And, and again, what I love about her perspective on things and that she can, you know, kind of play a lot into is people that are like this don't hate people. Like, she didn't do that because she hated her roommates. She doesn't even really know her roommates. And it's not that she doesn't want to. It's just, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to get to know the folks. Sometimes people just, the the hardest thing they could ever do, like this this girl can read, or sorry, well, she can read, I assume, but this girl can write, she can draw, like just 10 times better than most people who would even touch this book. Talking to, to someone, just a new person, or even someone she hasn't seen in a while but does know, terrifying, like, it, it, it's crazy that's just how certain people are. Like, they're great at these things and then terrible at other things that seem so simple to other people. Like, I, I, I get that that social aspect 100%. And so I, I love seeing those kind of, those little peeks into her, her mind and how she processes things. The other big thing about this book that she, she points out at the very end is, to me, this book is for almost everybody. Like, I, I think there's a part of, what Zoe puts into this that someone can can find relatable and can just enjoy and, and it just it makes them feel something good or bad. But she ultimately did this book for herself and she, and she says that and I, I love that too. I love that for her with all these thoughts that she constantly has that you know come and go and and she's questioning her, you know herself why is she here. She wants to tell stories that that is why she is here. She she wants to. Even if no one reads them, like she obviously wants that. She wants kind of part of her does want the validation, it seems. And like, of course, you would because you make, if you make anything, like you want people to think, like, oh, this thing that you made that you thought was really good that you poured your heart into, it is really good. And I'm telling you that, like, we do want to hear that when we make something. But it is first and foremost a book she made for herself. Yeah. To just get her thoughts on a page. And, uh, man, there's a, couple more things that we probably need to talk about like her going to america but also that she met kieran gillen at the beginning of the book yeah when she was supposed to go to america for a convention but then covid canceled that i just thought it was really cool that she met kieran gillen there's also and then i was just happy that i knew that she was talking about kieran gillen when when she said gillen or kieran or something like that and i was like oh that's the comic book guy that we read yeah, I think there's also a, a person that they only call Jeff, and I'm like, is that is that Jeff Lemire? Maybe. Maybe it's an image guy. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I yeah I thought that was really cool as well. Um, kind of a nice little Easter egg for us since we do read a lot read of a their lot of stuff. Image, yeah. yeah. And then also when she was going to America, she got a hotel before she got on the flight, and her room number was eight thousand eight, and that's that's boob. And she <laughs> says, she laughs and I, la- I laughed, I laughed at that pretty good. Hey, Cause that's what I'm talking about. There's something in this book for everybody. Yeah. Even someone as complex as you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all really good. Again, it, it just, it works so well and it's just so easily it seems because this is just a person's actual story. Like obviously there's parts of this that are kind of 
exaggerated to to kind of have fun with the art or whatever. But what is happening and like her interactions with people is just it's so real, it's painful. And, and I love that. It's just to even have the courage to put all this down on paper, like to show this side of yourself to other people. You don't know what they're gonna think. Like, but she did it anyway. And again, it's because she did it for her. And I, and I just but I love that this book exists. I, I had no idea this was even a thing until you told me about it. And even then I had no idea. And then I, I got into it. It was weird. I started reading it and I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. Very sad, very dark stuff. Like, oh, like suicide, yeah. And I just kind of found myself falling into to it. Just it, it completely grabbed me before I even realized what was happening. And oh, yeah, I, I didn't I put it down. Zoomed, zoomed through it. Yeah, I, I, I didn't put it down. Like, I didn't want to. And the only thing I was kind of worried about as I was getting to the end is like, well, how does this end? You know, because like yeah. this is six months. This isn't just her life. And as it went, I'm not going to lie. I got a little worried because I'm like, am I going to Google this girl? And it turns out she killed herself right after this. Like it, it was a thought that crossed my mind. Yeah. She didn't. And I'm glad she didn't, nah, but she's still doing stuff. Yeah. It's just, it, it's, it's that good. Like I, I love everything it has to say and, and that it does. Uh, it's just, it is a very, it's a very comic-y comic. Like I think for someone who has never read a comic, they can still enjoy what this is doing. Looking at it though, like, I think there's certain things about that industry and like what people have done with the medium before that she kind of uses that you might not get as much if you haven't read other comics. Yeah. Not like superhero comics, that that's a whole different beast, but like just other stuff the image has done, for example, kind of it might be a little bit overwhelming, I guess is kind of where I'm going with that. Yeah, it might mean it might not be like the first thing someone reads, but it shows what you can do with this like creativity yeah it kind of shows what's possible in the playground basically if like you can take the that that's always been the one thing that comics have over any other kind of medium you know movies video games even it's just like i can literally do anything yeah if you can put it on the page like it can happen basically it's that is kind of what has always drawn me into it and wants me to find new kind of crazier stuff and I haven't read anything like this before. I, again, like even the use of color when it comes in, it's not often, but like it's mostly black and gray and white. And mm -hmm. then she fits the color in where it like makes sense to. Yeah. Even if it's just like the background still black and white, but like, Oh, this one little object is color. Cause like, that's the thing she's focusing on more than anything at that moment. Like it's just, it's really intriguing stuff. And I just, I cannot believe that someone this young just did all of this by herself. Like she, clearly has spent a lot of time or at least I think I don't know she could be imagine things if she's listening to this and just going like these guys are are all, are all idiots are completely and they don't off base she, she's British so she would say we're daft I think yeah. and, and she's probably right but it seems to me that she spent time with herself to kind of just figure out things figure out what works for her what does she like what does she not like what does she like about herself what does she hate about herself she spent more time doing that and figured more out about her herself than I probably have, and I'm five to many years older than she is, we'll say. Yeah, somewhere in that range. Yeah. There's two other really good things that I like that she did in this. Go for it. I'm sorry. I, I'm talking up a storm on this one, so I no, apologize. No, man, you, you got it. I am uh, just here for... Me? Yeah, and Aww. and everybody else. Uh, I really like the part where like she's been talking about the depression and like at the very beginning of the book, she was like, I almost killed myself and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then like the part, one of the real good parts in the book is where like, she kind of tells us the one part that makes us like, has made her want to live despite the fact of all that, mm -hmm. where she sees this girl just sitting in front of a car and the colonel keeps just running in front of a car, running in front of a car, running in front of a car. And she eventually just like grabs her and like pulls her out of the way. And like the girl runs into a street and she picks her up, grabs her and waits till she can like get out of this like busy highway. And she finds this kid's like foster parents and she ends up finding out like her parents died in a car crash and they went to heaven. And all this girl wants to do is go to heaven and be with her parents that just died. And she was like, I just did something good. It's like, I might feel terrible, but. Maybe there is a reason I'm here, even if it's just to do one good thing for one person. It was something like I've done. I've done something good enough to like stick around, basically. Yeah. 
And then she comes back to that thought towards the end of the book where it's like she's talking about, uh, and the, this is the other part that I was like going to get to. She gets to the end of the book and she does like a long monologue right at the very end where she's basically wrapping up the book and she's like, I don't know exactly what to tell you guys, but like maybe it's just to be there for one person is enough. And then like at the very end, she's like, but if I leave you with anything, let it be this. And then like, there's a white square and a pigeon flies in front of it. Yeah. And basically she's saying like, I can write anything in this book, but I'm not going to be able to tell you what the one important thing in your life is going to be. Cause you can't, no one you can't, can tell you that, can tell that for another that. person. Yeah. yeah. You can barely tell it for yourself is the thing, especially like when you're having thoughts like that, it's just, even the simplest things don't make sense to you when you're in that kind of headspace most of the time. And I also like the kind of the brutal honesty she brings about that side of herself as well. There's a, a point kind of towards the back end where it's kind of like the self-realization that a part of her depression, like talking back to her is that oh, you're yeah. not happy because everything's going wrong in your life. You're not happy because you don't want to be happy. And like, you want to be sad. It's a very raw feeling that hits home for, for me and a lot of people like it, And it's, it's a thought that eats at you and you don't even realize that's what's happening. Like it's, it's very true. Like there can be some terrible things happen to your life. But it is a, a lot of it is is about how you take it and how you move forward with it. You can hold on to it and you can just let that be the one thing that you remain bitter about and cynical towards anything else coming into your life, good or bad or whatever it is you think of it. But a big part of it is you have to be willing to let yourself be begin to be happy again, I guess. And, and there's also kind of, she talks about that flux of happiness, how it's like, you're never going to be happy all the time. It's just, it's not possible. There's going to be times where you're miserable. There's going to be times where you're happy. A lot of the times it's going to be that middle, like kind of in between void space or whatever she says. And it's almost like you're trying to chase that feeling of happiness, like get back to that as soon as possible. And that's great. And like, yeah, like you should want to be happy. Like everybody should want to be happy and enjoy life. But you, a, you also have to realize you have to be okay with being sad or just being meh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and that's tough. But again, to have another person just kind of explain that she's, she didn't do that to set out to tell someone like me, like, Oh, this is what you're doing or this is what you're feeling or whatever. It's, it's for her. It's just this. She's putting her thoughts and her feelings on paper for herself to help her process it. And it just, as an added bonus, it helps someone like me or someone else out in the world who reads this like it helps them with that that feeling and so I, I love that she says she didn't do this book for anyone but herself necessarily because it's great that she did it for herself that's an important kind of way for her to process her her emotions but just the fact that it also does so many other things for so many other people is just it's fantastic yeah and I really liked it and <laughs> I'm glad you really liked it Higgins. I really liked it and for something that I picked up just off of a shelf for no reason other than that the cover looked cool, it ended up being good. You picked a real winner on this one, I will say, yeah. And now I'm going to ask you, if you had to put it in any sort of terms, what would you rate this? If I was to give it some kind of ranking. Yeah, because I'm just going to forget about the cat boyfriend guy. If you want to read it, you can find out about him, but he's kind of a non-factor Yeah. on her journey. He's not the most important part. Like, he yeah. is an important part. All of this is important for her, but yeah, like, it's not the main crux of the story. Yeah. Um, but yes, there is a cat-headed boyfriend, sort of. That they do boyfriend. acid with, and then mm. see boobs on TV. Nailed it. That's the whole <laughs> That's the, the whole plot. plot. Yep. He has kids, too. Oh, yeah. One of his kids doesn't like her that much. Yeah. But, he, you know, you don't blame the kid for that. Like, yeah. this is a stranger to that kid. Yeah, from, yeah. like... A whole nother country. Yeah. Oh, uh, also, side note, there's a uh, quick little panel reference to One Punch Man. Really enjoyed that. Oh, yeah. the It's like on a coffee mug. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Big, big fan of that. Yeah. I think it's also kind of maybe what it she based look, that yeah, one drawing looks, off of. Yeah, it kind of looks like her face. Yeah, in that yeah, yeah, one. yeah. Love it. Love all of it. Now, Higgins, as you might can tell, I like this book. Uh, and for that reason, I would love to rate it. And my rating will be... See, the problem is that everything in here is depressing, so I can't really play off of it. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm going to 
walk up to Kieran and or Jeff and tell them I had a, a good time, which roughly will equate to a 8.7 out of 10. I'm going to give it a thousand body worms in a bathtub. Oh, I forgot about the worms thing. Yeah. Good. Which will be about the same score you gave it. Yeah, yeah. It's Maybe it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mine's an 8.7. Yours is probably an 87 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So just what we're saying is good, good stuff. Yeah, for sure read this, guys. Like, it, I I can probably say everybody that listens to this, this might not be their thing. But maybe it might be the most thing for them. Because, like, I mean, like, superhero stuff, they're not into that. Yeah, not their thing. I this is that. probably the closest thing to real life that we've read so far, guys. So if you want to check it out, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. A little bit of twang you put on yeah. the end of that. Uh, well, very good. Uh, I guess there's enough time to check something else out if you'd like, Higgins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Readings for squares. You almost forgot. It looked like you kind of were like, oh. No, 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 for no. another segment. Yeah, there is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because I don't have anything to add for Massive Verse stuff. Yeah, you, you told me you were uh, going to Bungie's probably sometime this week or next to get the next Massive Verse Yeah, I'm kind of, um, thing. I'm kind of like in a dead space on there right now i've read through like pretty much everything that i have here now mm. and now i'm just waiting on amazon to give me the the full volumes because i don't like reading i don't like buying solo issues of comics money doesn't quite add up well yeah well just that and like they don't they don't sit on a shelf well and then like oh, i can't yeah. you can't really like just like look and pick the exact one that you want off the shelf because there's the sides are too small yeah the spine is too to, thin to, to put, put a the title, title on yeah. there yeah so you're like i'm just grabbing it random yeah here. no i get that 100 percent. i like to at least have a trade basically yeah yeah i get that you need that title on the spine i and I, i'm with you on that i understand um so you're gonna get into that eventually uh is there anything else you've gotten into though that you would like to talk about uh i watched a lot of movies um with, i haven't really with who i haven't uh the the boys steven reese my oh. roommates oh. i haven't said reese's name on the podcast yet i don't think but i don't think so he's my roommate he's from no, australia no, no. I, I said his name last episode because okay. he, he yeah, told he me what a, a long island iced tea was yeah yeah yeah. No, andy walked through he'll, uh, okay. he'll be asleep by this point but yeah he has a box in here so there's he... a box of food here for you andy get that <laughs> helping to move tomorrow uh but yeah, I watched the movies. I played part of a game, but not quite enough to talk about it. Maybe Snoop will talk about it, though. Uh, What game? Uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, I played about as much as you. I haven't had a lot of time to play. Maybe and we'll I, talk about it next month. Honestly, everybody's talking about it. Uh, yeah. I don't think I'll say much more that would add anything. Um, Really great game, but... You know, again, everybody's saying it. Yeah, uh, go get that. Uh, go get that egg, and yeah. Talk to me about this. Movie, I'll just so. talk. Uh, I watched the Super Mario Brothers movie with the roomies. Yeah, I was the there. other the other week. Oh, you were there too. Yeah, I forgot. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You I'm were not, there. I'm not one of the boys. I'm not worth remembering that oh, you, you watched were there. the Mario and, Brothers movie. Andy was there too. We can both talk about it. Okay, cool. Did you watch the Dungeons and Dragons with us too? I, I didn't watch that. No. So I watched both of those oh. recently, and we watched. Did we? We watched another movie, right? Higgins, I know you can't tell me. So. I watched Fast 9, too. I didn't watch that with I you. watched three movies in, like, one day, and it was honestly a whirlwind. I loved that day. <laughs> I didn't do anything, and that's the first day in a long time that I haven't done anything. Well, good. You, you deserve it. Super Mario Brothers movie, very good, despite what I thought it was going to be. It gave me exactly what I wanted, which was to look at a movie and go, I know this thing, and I know that thing. And, and it kind of had a plot. Yeah. It did. It, it loosely had a plot, didn't it? It was like get go get a person or a thing to another place or thing. Yeah, yeah. And like honestly, I was worried about the voice actors for like a lot of these because I was like, how is this gonna work out? Chris Pratt didn't suck as much as I thought he was gonna. Well, he he's in his defense. Like, is he my first pick? No, not at all. But and I, and I don't I know think, who would be. I don't either. And besides the guy that they still put in the movie. To be Italian, but I don't think you could make a whole movie where Mario's Italian and not be something. That voice over time would be grating. Yeah. yeah, And yeah, at least they gave him a little a little role. He was the dad. He was he, the dad yeah. and the random guy. Yeah, he was the, the random dad and the Italian random guy. guy. Yeah, yeah that, that movie is, it's made by Illumination who did the Minions and things and Despicable yeah, Me or and whatever. people love those things. They make so much money. This movie's making so much money. I think... It might be either is the highest grossing movie of this year or it just got beat by another movie, but it's still, it's on up there is my point. The thing about it is it's the perfect children's movie. 
and it has just enough of nostalgia for the parents to not hate themselves for being in the kids movie <laughs> yeah very much so it, the only thing it doesn't have going for it which is like recipe for a good kids movie is there's no jokes that i can remember that are like they go over the kid's head, but it's like, oh, like that's a sex thing, probably. There's also no, uh, and I heard this on somebody else talking about it, a lot of kids' movies, there's like a growth over a certain amount of time, mm. and Mario is inherently known for being perfect, so Mario doesn't get any character development. No, he's we so well-rounded ki- already. We kind of get it from Luigi, where he becomes a little less of a scaredy baby to save the day at the very end. But other than that, that's the only other kids movie thing that didn't quite like fit. Didn't land. Yeah. I honestly think the best thing that could happen from this movie is they give chances to other projects that would probably be better, but not make as much money. So for example, there's a little bit where if you know, you know, it's like Luigi picks up a flashlight and some spooky woods. You're like Luigi's mansion. I would love a Luigi's mansion movie. And with Charlie day, are you kidding me? That was my really good. Well, that's my, that was my big complaint is there's not enough of him in this movie. Yeah, He kind of got shoved in a hole and then they were like, we got to wait to save him. Yeah. That did at least though, give us that very depressing star character that I loved. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, that was the adult joke only kind of, point of view Where character the star just wanted to die the whole time yeah and like you know what especially after reading this book i get it yeah <laughs> but um yeah it, it, like i said the best thing that can come from this is they go to do other things with other creators that might be better and there's I, gonna be a mario verse yeah and probably if it goes well enough for long enough maybe a smash bros movie or whatever like you can definitely tell part of this was just throwing some stuff out there to go huh eh? we got mario kart in there yeah that being said, now that you mentioned that, one downside of any future projects is, gosh, they really just did everything in this one movie, didn't they? Well, we could for sure get a Donkey Kong movie. Well, I just mean, like, part of the appeal of this one was like, oh, look at all the Easter eggs, but like, gosh, are there any more after this movie? Yeah, well, I mean, we didn't get Rosalina, we didn't get the... That's true. We didn't get a Galaxy, we didn't get an Odyssey. No. We didn't even get a sunshine. We didn't get a 64. I love a sunshine movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I'll be curious to see. We got we got Zelda just like waiting in the distance, like <laughs> waiting to get a movie made yeah, about yeah. her. <laughs> <laughs> they're just, they're just, Nintendo is just chomping at the bit to make movies about stuff they've already made games about. I haven't. And, and you know, it's been a long time coming. So, and Illumination's not a, uh, not a bad pick for this, I don't think. No, they make they make good stuff, and like the art fits what they did. And one thing I also have to remind myself constantly, so I'm not one of those guys, is this was first and foremost a, a kids' movie, and it it does a good job at being that. So yeah, yeah, we can't get mad when kids' movies aren't good anymore, but we should, unless we watch. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, and it's one of the best things I've ever watched. That's what I've heard. Have you watched that? I just I watched that recently too. I've heard it's amazing. I will. I'll let you watch it, and we'll talk about it next time. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah. All right. How'd you watch it? You streaming on a it's Paramount on Plus? On Peacock. I don't know if I have Peacock. It's five dollars a month, and you can probably get a. I'll get trial. a free trial. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of movies on there that you probably would want to see too. They get like for five dollars a month. And this sounds like an ad for Peacock. Like they put a new movie on there like at least once a month that just came out in theaters. So oh. like it seems pretty worth it yeah. nine times out of ten. Plus they got this show called The Resort on there with um Cheaty not Cheaty. Cheaty no Cheaty from um The Good Place and the mother from How I Met Your Mother. Oh uh Christine, Kristen Milotti. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's great. They're both great actually. Yeah. Yeah. I, and that's I feel bad good... I don't know that guy's real name. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a tough one. <laughs> um, well, cool. Yeah. You, what was that called? You said uh, the resort. That's the resort. Huh. Well, if I get I've Peacock, watched, I'll check that out too. I bought Peacock, so I might, I might as well watch stuff that happens on it. Well, I didn't. Plus, I think you can get sports on it too. Oh, that's good. Because yeah, you know, I love my sport. Yeah. Love my sport games. Um. Anyway, what? Uh, you have anything else you'd like to talk about? Not that's not comics or nothing that's like TV or anything like that. Mm. I think I'm good for for this month's worth of talking excellent um do you want to hop in and see if we maybe have an email yeah i can do that um in the meantime i'm gonna do a pp 
that's not exactly where I thought we were going. That, that but yeah, go ahead. I'll, I'll I'll look at the email while you do do the thing that you you do. All right. I was gonna I was gonna hold it, but I can't hold it. No, you're good. Oh boy. I remember my what is that oh, again? Boy. Office Outlook. That's what's called. That's good. We didn't get an email, but I'm glad that you got to do the thing that you did. Yeah. So, all winners in a way. Um, since we don't have an email to look into, uh, do we, we don't have any reviews, do we, by chance? Oh, man, I have to go look on my Apple Podcast app now. Because if you could look on your Apple Podcast app, I'm going to leave all this dead space in so people know you're taking time out of your day to look at reviews, and if they're not there, you'll be sad about it. I actually don't have the Apple Podcast app anymore, so let me look online. This all could be so good. I'm going to remind myself now not to cut any of this out of the edit. There's the beep. I'm almost done with my drink, by the way. I'm all done with my drink. It was delightful. There was no matches? That's ridiculous. That's not true. Man. Hold on. Hey, this is no time to look at your Tinder, all right? I am trying to find our podcast on the line. Hey, have you tried going into uh, one of the episode description links that I leave at the bottom of prior episodes? Just take you right there. Hold on, hold on. It wants me to have the Apple Podcasts app. (sighs) Higgins. I deleted it because I use Spotify for my podcasts now. I think it's you should use Spotify for music and supporting Taylor Swift. Or wait, no, opposite. Don't you don't support Spotify because they don't support Taylor Swift? I don't really know what the situation she's back, was. She's back on there now. All right, well then I guess it doesn't matter. All right, I got it downloaded so fast. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. So after that, you can read out the reviews. Yeah. Yeah. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. And, oh, we got 11 ratings that are all 5.0. That's ah. pretty good. That's pretty good. And we don't have anyone new. That 11th rating, though, that's new. So Yeah, now, thanks whoever did that. Yeah, thank you. Um, And anyone else wants to do that, feel free. You can leave some stars and nothing else, I think. Or leave an actual review with some stars. Also, send us an email if you want. Yeah, send us an email, and you can do that at the Comixology Club at 0-0-8studios.com. Higgins, are you ready to sweep up? Because it sounds like that's what you're doing. I'm already kind of doing it. Okay, and, good. Uh, I, mean, I guess we're going to do this, and then Snoop's going to tell us what we're reading next uh, mm, month. I'm ready. I have something. I figured you did because I did this this time, and usually when I do this this time, you do that next time. The only depressing part for me is like I don't really think I can follow up with anything as good as this. So. That's all right. I mean, sometimes we have duds and sometimes we have winners. They can't all be good comics. That's what we're here for, so you guys know what's good. <laughs> you know what's good and Higgins will tell you the rest of things. Yeah, so uh, we gave you our email just now. We told you to give us a rating and review. Hopefully it's good. You can do most of it on Apple Podcasts, but you can give a rating on Spotify and probably a couple of other podcatchers of your choice. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at MikeHiggins93 or Instagram at JSTERM93, and you can find Snoop at Instagram, whether he's there or not, at Snoop underscore Lynch. If I'm not there, though, then they can't really find me, can they? It'll be there waiting for him whenever he decides to get it back. Oh, okay. Then and... I don't like that you said that as a certainty, because I know deep down you're right, but I don't <laughs> like it regardless. <laughs> not a fan. Hey, there's everybody likes looking at pictures of themselves. <laughs> I don't know if that's strictly true, <laughs> but all right. Uh, yeah, Higgins, you're probably right about all that. Um, so all that's good. Contact us there. The best way to contact me is through uh, the email Higgins mentioned. Um, go check out all the stuff that Michael can do for you and uh, check out all the stuff that Michael's already done for you. And us. Like what? <laughs> He's made books and stuff. Oh, I thought you meant more as like a personal thing. Like he made your bed this morning or There's whatever. shirts and stuff. He's oh, good. He's, he's gonna. He's gonna help. Oh, I think it's hoodies and stuff like pins. Oh. He's gonna help Andy move tomorrow. 
Oh, he's going to help Andy move tomorrow as well. Yeah. I'm going to help Andy move tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, so like he's doing all of the things. Oh, that's good. Not I didn't only, know that. Not only does he help other people, he helps specific people. He'll help you move is what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Just hit him up. Uh, 0-0-studios.com. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that might be the most business that, uh, at least we get. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, good. All that's good. Uh, Higgins, I have a book that, uh, we can read for next month that's after you good. get back from camp if you want me to tell you about it. Yeah, I would love to hear about it. All right. So, uh, I didn't know what we were going to do because I knew it was my time to pick and that's a lot of pressure for me personally. I don't know why you do it, but thank you at the same time. Anyway, uh, when we were looking at Zoe Thoroughgood today, I did some deep dive into her past work. She has a lot of cover art. One thing that she did that I completely forgot existed that I've always wanted to read. Overwatch. Did she do Overwatch? She did the cover for Overwatch. Oh, it was in the it was in the oh, comic yeah, it's book. in the book that, or yeah, whatever. That, guy, yeah, that yeah. guy was like, Hey, you did Overwatch. And she was like, I just drew the cover. She probably drew that one character everybody really likes. You know, the one with the short hair and the goggles. I've never I don't know the video game. Because if you saw, you'd know. All right. Yeah, because we all it's all one of those things that we all know about, even if we didn't choose to know it. Yeah. Like anything we know about the Kardashians. We all just know it somehow. Did we choose that? No. Um, one thing I did choose, though, is something else she worked on. She did the cover for, and that's Ice Cream Man. Oh, I have that. Do you really? I have that on the shelf over there oh, somewhere. Oh, perfect. Have I think you read I, it? No, I think I have the first two volumes, though. Oh, I've read, like, mm, I might have read the first volume. Well, that's what we're going to read for this. Oh, so. man, that's pretty creepy, too. Yeah, it's a little weird. I'm excited about that. I mean, it works perfect for you because you already have the book. Uh, I don't know much about this. I know it's... Ice Cream Man, I, I picked it also because summertime is yeah. coming around the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, I've heard good things, mostly that it's real creepy and scary. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There's I wanna, an Ice Cream Man, and he's creepy and scary. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, they're all kind of creepy. Not like the person, but just the the delivery, like the execution of Ice Cream Men. Like, that's yeah, yeah, creepy, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, I don't... I'm going to drive around the town with a creepy song playing on my car, and it's probably not going to be that be that good, but, like, here's some sugar kids. Just playing Tiny Tim on the radio. Here's some cold, here's some cold sugar, kids. <laughs> don't don't mind me. <laughs> Just I know I know your parents normally tell you not to go to a man in a van with a bunch of cold sugar, but let's make an is, exception. This is my job. <laughs> you gotta put you gotta put food on that table somehow, right? <laughs> yeah, they'd be rude not to take it. Uh, so good. Well, we'll uh, we'll get into what makes that story tick and Higgins. You know, maybe we'll be around. Maybe he'll get arrested for handing out cold sugar to kids. Time will tell. Uh, in the meantime, though, uh, I will say thanks for listening to this episode if you did. Thanks for supporting Michael if you do. Thanks for letting him support you if you do. And I'll end the night saying cheers, guys, and remind Higgins and myself we got to get that egg in us. And I'm paraphrasing my favorite line on a t shirt from the comic book, but I'm just here to be sad and look at boobs. <laughs> Oh, I thought yours was going to be like the, I went to America and all I got was a lousy STD in this t-shirt. Oh, God, that would have been a good one, too. That was good. That one's mine, though. You can't take that one. Yours is fine. Oh, we did get some egg in us, though. Oh, good.